Thank you for joining us for the Prestige-ish Media Podcast. Please note this episode has been in the prestigious media vault for a while. Uh, I apologize for the delay, but my dog passed away when we were recording these episodes over the summer and between editing them and just kind of going through everything, I got a little bit behind. So anyway, apologize for the delay. This one's been in the vault for a while. Hope you enjoy it. Black Mirror, Season 6, Episode 4, Maisie Day. I will be co-hosting this episode with Jessica Z. My name is Craig Lake. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Prestigious Media. You can find us on Twitter at Prestige underscore ish. You can find my co-host Jessica Z at Jobless Dog Mom on Instagram. And you can find me as always at Real Real Batman on both. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. Sorry for the delay. And without further ado, here it is. Welcome to episode four of the Prestige-ish Media Podcast. My name is Craig Lake, and I'm here with Jessica Z. Hey, everyone. Uh, Hi, Craig. Hey, Jessica. How's it going today? Really, really, uh, no, it was a bad day. I was carsick. I was carsick. How's your day going? Uh, Fabulous. Best day ever, for sure. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, So we're covering... Episode four of Black Mirror season six, which was Maisie Day. Uh, and then we'll be covering episode five, which was Demon 79. So let's start with Maisie Day. It was directed by, and I have no clue if I'm going to pronounce this right. Um, and although her name is a little bit difficult for me to pronounce, um, she's probably one of the more experienced TV show directors that we've had on some of the episodes. She did Wheel of Time. Stranger Things, Fear the Walking Dead, an episode of Westworld. She's got a pretty deep roster of known commodities that she's directed. Um, writer again is your boy, Charlie Brooker. Um, quick reaction to the episode out of 10. What did you think of this one? And like, where does it rank among the other four episodes or out of the five now that you've seen all five? Okay, so honestly, this is either in last place or same place as Joan is awful just because um I mean it's super fast paced it I mean it doesn't give you a second to not pay attention it keeps you there but um I just don't really like fantasy and so I mean I know that was my excuse that Joan is awful I'm like I don't like sci-fi and so like werewolves are fantasy and they're not real is that what you're here to tell me today that there's no such thing as werewolves that's where I'm posting up oh wow um yeah, I so obviously like our rankings are different than other people's rankings. And I just think Jonah's Awful was my least favorite episode for sure. So I think I have this fourth as well, but not because I think it's bad. I just think some of the ep- other episodes were so good that I have this ranked fourth, but I generally like this is an episode I wouldn't mind watching again. Like Joan is Awful is only okay, an episode I, think the I would watch to critique. The dialogue in Jonah's Awful was, I, I actually watched it again because my mom didn't get to watch it. She wasn't okay here yet or she was, I don't know. But um, the dialogue was so cringy, but I was more into it like the third time I watched it through. And also because my kids were asleep this time. So, well, I mean, but I who do knows think... what happens if you watch this a third time. That's um... true. But this one definitely had better writing and everything. Yeah, and I just think it was like, 
it was quicker to the job. I mean, obviously it was one of the shorter ones, but it was like super clean. Um, I thought it, I thought this season was very interesting because they really went completely like almost anthology horror sci-fi. Like they went everywhere this season, which I think is cool. And that's, you know, going back to my point of when we were like kind of starting the season, that's what I like about anthology horror and anthology shows. Cause if you don't like an episode, the next episode can be totally different. Whereas if you're stuck watching a shitty TV show you don't like, you're just like stuck in hell forever. Like if we had to watch five episodes of Joan is awful, like we would not have made it past the first episode. Um, okay, so let's kind of get into it. Um, seems like this was set in the 90s because we hear on the radio, Tom, is Tom and Katie, was that 90s or I guess, late 90s or is that I guess early 2000s probably that they had a baby like early-ish? Who? 2000s uh tom and katie Cruz and holmes they had a baby surrey yeah surrey oh. the baby but anyway wait, that's... wait is that person in this movie or the show <laughs> when Bo is posted up to take um photos of the gay celebrity on the radio they're talking about like tom and katie having a baby that the baby was siri Cruz. So whatever year that was, that's when this took place, you know, time-wise. Um, so Bo is in the car. Um, what was the girl's name from Locke? Your daughter's Pia? name? Yeah, so we've got Pia. Now we're on to Bo. It's definitely a hell of a, hell of Actually, a season yeah. for names. I have a best friend named Bo. Do you? Is it a yeah. dude or a chick? It's a chick. I know like Bo Outlaw, the basketball player, but anyway, so Bo is in the car, um, her uh, contact, I guess, for like, you know, ratting on these celebs is some guy named JP. Um, she starts taking pictures of two dudes, uploading the pictures. One of the guy goes to the window and basically says, you're killing me, that she's like ruining his life. Um, he says he'll pay for the pictures. Uh, she didn't sell the pictures. Um, I think he calls her a fucking animal. Um, his name apparently is Justin Camley. There's some sort of like shot that says like Justin Camley enjoys afternoon delight with male buddy. Um, she goes to her source and they offer to pay her $250 for the pictures. She barters them up to $300, um, but apparently... The guy offered her 500 but I think it's like per photo. So I think she made 900 versus the 500 but she, you know, screwed up the guy's life, I guess. Um, I think she could have made more from him. From the, the gay dude? Yeah. Yeah, I think she could have got him up to 900 but I think obviously she was hoping probably for more than what she got. She was probably hoping for 500 each, but she should have just bartered him up to that. You yeah, think. absolutely. Whatever would have made it worth it, she should have thrown that number out there. Called it a day. For sure. So then we go back to her cooking. Um, one thing by Amiri is playing. I don't know how this is going to sound, but I really thought that was a Beyonce song, like my whole life, whenever I've heard that I song. I Googled that because I was like, that is a, I was like, I, I remember that song, but I have no idea who sang that or anything. But I was like, why does this bring me back to my childhood? It's amazing. Putting it on my playlist. Yeah, I think the backbeat, like it's, I, I think like some of the beat sounds almost like crazy in love or something like that. And that's why I always thought it was. Um, okay, yeah, I could see that. Are you saying Beyonce copied her? Um, one way or the other. Um, and also, uh, Suri Cruz was born in 2006. Was, let's just clarify for the beehive. 
the Bayhive that we okay. we don't think Beyonce copied her. Right. I think this lady copied Beyonce and shame on her for doing that. Absolutely. In, yeah, for how sure. Dare, how dare she? So she is also um, listening to an iPod Nano and her roommate comes in. Her brand now, he, new iPod Nano. Her roommate that came in complaining, he was complaining about the smell of the food in like the apartment, wasn't he? Wait, and, I'm sorry. Didn't she say that she went out and treated herself and got her the iPod because she made money? I think so, But then yeah. like there's the issue with like her being super late with rent and it's like... <laughs> Well, to be fair, though, she's late with rent after she quits her job. So that's how that ties together. And that's when she starts working in the coffee shop. But also probably not managing her financial resources at this stage probably didn't help her when she got to that stage. Well, then again, an iPod Nano was not expensive. So not too coming pricey. to your roommate and be like, I've got 60 bucks towards the rent. You're not going to. Yeah, well, I think initially they were a little more, but still, you know, not not the full price. Um, so I only point that out because I think we get like complaining about smells of food in two back-to-back episodes, just for whatever that's worth. Um, Bo is at her coffee place and she finds out that Justin Camley, who's the actor that she did the pictures of, um, is dead at home from suicide. Um, she's on the job getting ready to pick t- pictures of another celebrity, I think. I don't know if they had this conversation in the coffee shop or there. But uh, it was the photographer, Hector, who said, it's not your fault. You were just doing your job. You know, if you can't handle the consequences, don't enter the game. And he did say something that, you know, kind of funny, but also dark. He said half of these guys would kill themselves without us taking their picture. Um, I guess I'll finish this and then I'll ask kind of the question. But we see kind of a celebrity who appears to be Sydney. They're yelling Sydney. And then one of the photographers says, this way, you fucking skank. I saw your sex tape. She says, say it to my face, kind of like just touches him. He says, that's assault. Um, the photogs are all kind of carry, comparing pics and smiling. I think the other um, photographers, was the one guy's name Whitey? Is that what it was? It's either Witty or Whitey, but. I have no idea. I think it was Whitey and Duke. Um, and then we see Bo. I think she seemed kind of upset, like contemplating her life in that job. What did you think? Like, obviously, this was like a commentary on paparazzi type culture. Um, what did what did you think of this scene and the preceding scenes and just how they make this look? Like, obviously, it looks kind of like disgusting, I guess. How did you? Oh, feel yeah, about it? you have. Yeah, they're absolutely like scummy. It's a it's a scummy job, but someone's got to do it. And if, you know, booking senior photos and newborn photos isn't paying the bills and you got to go take pictures of some celebrities to I don't know but you really like are invading their privacy but it's whatever like it's a scummy job someone's got to do it not really it's not necessary I don't know it reminds me of like a defense attorney or something like scummy but someone's got to do it um is it a job you could do are you asking if I'm scum could you do a scummy job like this I don't know. I feel like I would just hope that every subject would run up to me and offer me an insane amount of money for those photos so I wouldn't have to be scummy. So you'd well, rather, bla- rather like- blackmail them all. Oh, yeah, I'm a blackmailer. That's what I am. It's a higher, a, a less higher level of scummery. So I feel like I could, I could do it if I was like doing it the right way. So you're like taking pictures out in public. 
you're staking out like public places and like normal time frames. But but I get you wouldn't be good at your job doing it that way. But like you know, calling this lady a name to get her to turn her face or like that's gonna get him the picture that's gonna yeah, I get pay it. the. But I am not scummy enough for that. Or like I've seen there's that one paparazzi video where like. Kanye is opening his garage at like three in the morning and they're taking pictures of him on his property. Like, I just think that's like beyond the pale to me. But if like you go out in public and you're, you're not invading someone's personal space, like, I think that should be okay. But when you start invading and crowding people and just like, um, you know, taking pictures of their kids, like I can kind of understand that all being pretty scummy. What about when female celebrities are like in the middle of the ocean, just trying to enjoy a day on their multi-million dollar yacht and you've got paparazzi scoping them out from miles away with their Zoom and taking pictures and like posting, you know, and then magazines are posting like, yeah, I think that's her body. Look at her, let herself go. She's a hundred (laughs) pounds. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, I think if you're on a public beach or at a public resort, it is what it is. But if you're in more of a private place, like, um, but I would say this, like, I think that's, it's like legal, but disgusting, you know? Like the expectation but, of privacy you respect. But, but, but yeah, like when you start invading people on their personal home, when you start crowding them and creating safety issues, like, I think some of that stuff is just like a hard no. And then there's just the like, you're a scumbag if like certainly you have a right to call her you know a fucking skank so she'll turn her face but like I also have the right to think you're a scumbag for that you know so yeah it's interesting it it definitely it does like I'm not going to be it it wasn't an episode that makes me deep think like the previous beyond the sea episode but it does make you kind of think about our culture as a whole uh did it make you think of any of those things yeah no yeah I thought it was very relevant because it made me think of like when people do things expecting privacy or anything I don't know then you think of Britney when she went insane with the paparazzi and freaking Kris Jenner who's works tirelessly with the paparazzi (laughs) well well I guess if there you know there's a lot of downsides to the social media culture that we have now but if there is an upside, it's that a lot of these people can put a lot of these images out on their own and it makes them probably less valuable to these other people, if that makes sense. Um, so that's, I don't know if, if you know, it's, it's some way to kind of take possession of your own brand and your own image. So that's a positive, I guess. Um, then we kind of shoot to the Czech Republic. Um, we kind of see a shot on set for a film. And then we go back to Maisie Day drinking wine and practicing lines in an English accent. Who do you think does better accent work, Maisie Day or you? Absolutely, I think myself. Okay, gotcha. Um, she does mushrooms. Is like mushrooms and wine a good combination? Never done them, don't know. Damn it. This is what we need Edelin for. Edelin is our podcast mushroom expert. And so we'll have to. Yeah, we need to phone a friend. With, we'll have to get with her on that. I can call um, my sister. Um, so she was drinking wine and dancing, I guess, with herself. She broke a glass, cut her hand. Her and OJ both not very good with uh, glasses. Um, starts driving in the rain. Did you think she was like going to get a Dewey or something? Like she was obviously had had no business driving. I thought she was going to like hit someone or 
herself she was gonna crash into something and then something sci-fi would happen like she would crash into a wall and end up in a different universe or something so she does it does look like she kind of hit someone um she commits a hit and run um we go back to her she's trying to like clean up all her apartment from the evidence i guess of her drinking and like did did you see how fast she sobered up (laughs) yeah 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 like at first she like what couldn't see her fingers correctly and then all of a sudden she's able to like yeah but i i think i guess he would if you killed someone right crazy what a little manslaughter can do (laughs) so um she puts her glasses on she's like got glasses and a hood she's being driven i guess to the film set the driver says there's a man in road hit and run i go round um Maisie finds out hair and makeup is like ready for her. We kind of see her breathing heavily. Next thing we know, we're hearing like news reports that it's been two weeks since she left um, the set of the franchise. So going back to the States, we see your boy, Nathan, Bo's roommate again. Um, he says he's not good at confrontation and he has like cue cards. I think it was like from his therapist, right? And then he's explaining that her share of the rent's not missing and groceries are disappearing. You've had roommates before. Like, have you ever, like, stolen groceries or had groceries stolen? Or did you ever have to, like, get rid of somebody? Not really. Didn't really have any issues with that. Have you had, like, lots of roommates besides your husband and an 80-year-old man? He was 90. Okay. Put some respect on his age. Um. Yeah, I had... Um, what I think three dudes I've I mean we rented separate Settle bedrooms. Down. Jesus. Separate bedrooms. Um and then my my friend Megan, I lived with her for a bit. Like were most of your roommate experiences relatively Positive. good? Yeah. So I had really I probably only had one real roommate and Most- he, I mean, it's expensive, but it is the choices that I make. Um, so he one night got drunk and I woke up and I was hearing like rustling in my room and he was peeing in a corner of my room drunk. And so I like, was like, what the fuck do you get the fuck out of here before I punch you? And he was like moaning, like Frankenstein in his street. Oh, he had no idea where he was. He, but he was like upset that I was like, that I had interrupted him peeing in the corner of my room. Um, And so the next day I brought him like a carpet cleaner and was like, I can't even trust you around my dogs anymore. Like make sure this is clean when I get back. Like I was so pissed, but that was probably one of my funnier roommate experiences, I guess. Um, I never that was your to. funny roommate experience. I'd hate to hear your bad roommate experience. <laughs> well, and as we can see, like I didn't need cue cards to bring him a, you know, carpet cleaner and tell him to make sure it was done by the time I got back. Um, that was brave of you to confront him like that. But at least he didn't steal my groceries. Um, so she, Bo tells Nathan she'll get him the money. She's working at a coffee place. Hector shows up. She kind of explains to Hector she's like out of the game, wants to know why she's there. He's there. Hector says he needs help with Maisie Day. Um, they kind of have rumors that she was day drinking, erratic on, on set, got kicked off set. Apparently, they're going to get 30K for the first photo, 40 if you catch her looking like a junkie. 
This um, is when I go from blackmailer to paparazzo. So this is enough money to, you know, bring out your inner scumbaggery. Um, so she says uh, she does. Depends how long it takes me to get it. I also yeah. lose focus. So she says she took the snitch's number off her phone, but then she's immediately calling JP the snitch. Apparently there's no trace of this, uh, of Macy, but she finds an interview where she said, she said that she loves master ties and can't live without it. So she tracks down the master ties restaurant. Apparently food had been delivered to Maisie day producer, Mr. G covers all the food for her. Um, and one of the, the ladies at the Thai place had seen her. Um, she finds out she's staying at some producer's place. Bo stakes it out. Um, we see Maisie tossing and turning. She flashes back to the crash. Um, there's a bunch of like the, the house was trashed because Maisie had crashed a bunch of stuff. At this point, obviously we know what happens, but are you like, oh, what a piece of shit this Maisie is? She's like breaking stuff just because she's upset about killing this dude. Or what were you thinking about the the crash the crashing of all the shit at the house? This is before she follows her to the restaurant. Yeah. So at this point, it is before Doctor Babbage shows up. So basically, she trashes the house, and then um, an Escalade shows up to the house. Bo sees the Escalade show up. It's Doctor Babbage comes in, and and he's explaining to her the first thing to do is recognize you're not in control of this. That it's taken you over. You need isolation away from anyone or anything. And then she says, Dr. Babbage, can you get me better? So my I thoughts- that whole, I missed that whole scene. It's so short. <laughs> no wonder you hate this episode. So from my side watching it, like I thought, you know, like, yeah, I get she's having a hard time, but like why trashing this house? But I guess if she's like under the control of like alcohol, you know, maybe it makes no, so sense. inexcusable. So I don't know. I, I was just like typical, like, behavior but not excusable behavior i guess um uh so anyway like bite the hand that feeds you like someone's letting you stay at their house and then yeah yeah i was thinking about that like i was wondering i guess if i really go back to it now like i was wondering what the producer's reaction was going to be because like this guy who i'm thinking probably is just like trying to hook up with her and let him stay her stay in his mansion it's probably going to be like i don't want to deal with this shit anymore you think he's like a weinstein um, I mean, his name was Mr. G, the Escalades. I just felt he, like, in my head, like, I guess I don't think that way. Like, I was just thinking he was, like, a more attractive producer, you know? Oh. Like, a, you know, more my age kind of thing. Like, you know, maybe we need to take care of this girl until she starts breaking all of our shit. The hot, um, hotter than Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but Dr. Babbage, I think he had some weird vibes. He was a little weird looking. Um, so they leave in the Escalade, and then this is where Bo's following. She, she has no clue where they're going, so after a while, she's like, where the fuck are we going? They stop at some diner. Um, did you have any thoughts? Like, I thought it was super crazy when that guy just runs up and slashes her tires immediately. I, I figured that he would, because they obviously would see her with her giant freaking camera when she's the only car there that pulls in right out. As Watched it with my mom, of course, because she's in town. And she's like, that's not how you tell someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't totally sh- surprised she got caught. But like, Obviously I felt they ba- were going to do something. Yeah. Well, I thought they would just like talk shit to her or something. But I felt bad for her and like 
not like super bad, That's but just what like they want. superficially they want you to bad. Talk shit to her so that she gets the pictures she wants. Look at her; she's been gone for two weeks. She's drunk. She's on drugs. Look how angry she is. That's what they want. She's like, I saw your sex tape. Look at me. Um, okay. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just thought like she has no money already, and like now all her tires are slashed. This sucks for her. Um, I so was thinking had- that. I was like, damn, that's gonna be expensive. I thought like, okay. Why do all of them? Don't did you he, have did he experience? think that she was gonna be able to repair two of them right then and there and catch up to them? Like, I think two would have been enough. But I guess four was kind of like sending a message like this is not gonna be worth it to you. Yeah, well, and it's just a lot tougher. Um, I'm kind of forgetting, but do you have tires being slashed experience? I in actually your day? don't really not tires, no, just just like my car has definitely been keyed yeah so i'm kind of shocked that with some of the florida lifestyle that's impressive um so she heads into the diner um kind of some exchange with the guy at the diner she finds out the guy is gone for the day which apparently means drunk um she does hear about the rehab facility which is the cedarwood retreat um apparently someone's hired the entire place for the weekend um the guy says the pecan pie there is very good. They mention it twice. I'm not sure why. Did you ever watch um, It Might Be a Twin Peaks reference? Go ahead. My old, my old neighbor, um, he's a contractor, super manly. Um, he, on Thanksgiving one year, made a pecan pie. And apparently he makes like the best. Couldn't stop talking about it. And someone <laughs> after dinner said pecan pie okay and he goes excuse me and we're all like what and he's like a pecan is something you piss in a pecan is something oh, in a pie and i'm pretty sure I i've never it been able pecan. to get it out of my head and i thought i think i've said pecan my whole life and then i've never did after that so hector shows up on his bike um they show up at the cedarwood retreat what did you think of them trying the fucking keypad? Did you see that? Like they tried the keypad for the gate. I'm like, this is the stupidest idea ever because it's probably going to alert them that you're fucking with the keypad. I don't think it did, but just dumb to do. I would not think that. I would not think that it would alert anyone. So you would just try the fucking keypad and like, well, what you start with zero. Just move on to zero, 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 one. Let me know how that works. Um, They're probably days ahead of anyone else finding this girl. So they got, well, the whole weekend to figure out the code. If they take shifts. Yeah, I don't think so. They got, well, you don't even know how many fucking digits it is. Like, is it four? Is it six? Usually four. I'm thinking four. Um, They say, you know, it had like kind of a big fence door. They're like, what is this? Jurassic Park. Um... Bo is 80 to 85% sure Macy Day is there. Um, one of the other paparazzi shows up. He had a tracker on his motorcycle. Um, I do feel like maybe you have tracker experience more than tire slashing experience. Um, yes, that ties in with the king of my car. <laughs> um, and then apparently the other paparazzi guy shows up. What did you think of like the other paparazzo like honing in on their find with a tracker oh they deserve it they don't respect others privacy why should they anything they do get privacy or not be 
mean, it's all pretty scummy thing to do. Stolen from them, really. So they start digging their way in. Um, I think Bo kind of points out they're like literally digging in like dirt, like, you know, kind of how dirty they all are. Um, There's a cop that shows up at the diner. Um, The paparazzi are walking the property. They hear power tools. Did you think when you heard like the power tools, like they were torturing her or something or what were you thinking was going on? Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, you know, wondering where that was all going. This I is where Davis's hear... parent. I thought Davis's mother was there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have the good like music tunes playing yet. Um, Doctor Babbage is a doctor of the stars, so they're like, she must be desperate to call him in. Um, so they kind of start like, I guess, like reaching above the door to take pictures or whatever. Um, through the fan, I thought that was. I mean, good luck. I didn't think they would get anything useful. And then they're like, that's a $30,000 picture. And I was thinking, no, that's not. She was like faced away from them. Couldn't tell um, it was her. That was like one of the few times, like, you know how they always have those like epileptic seizure warnings and they're like, you know, be careful. Like never am I really worried. But is that all those pictures started popping? Um, My dog at the time who has been maybe prone to seizures, um, it just starts flashing and I start like covering his eyes and I did have to stop the episode because I'm like, fuck, he's going to like seize out in the middle of this Dude, fucking how you, episode. How do you think epilep- epilep- epileptic celebrities yes. feel? They can't go they're anywhere. Giving they can't go anywhere. Only during the, well, no, because during the day they're still using their flash, I feel like. But isn't that like they all wear like sunglasses or cover their face anyway? Is that what that's for? I mean, how many of them are really epileptic? I can look it up probably like one in 10. I don't know. How how prevalent is that? One in 20? One in... Probably one, one in, in that. One in one a Like probably like one in a thousand. Let's yeah, look it Google up. Google that. It's got to be celebrities. It can't be just anyone. No, <laughs> it just has to be random people. How many people? Let's see. And then you have to add two because of the people that are famous for having epilepsy. So that's higher percentage. It's 1.2%. So it's like one in a hundred. Oh, okay. More, more it's like i don't know what that it's like 1.2 it's like 12 and 20 every thousand no it's 12 every thousand yeah no you had a zero yeah. to everything right oh yeah well, no 12, it's a 1.2 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. 12 uh, so we're also covering a low level math on the pod so they're taking a ton of pics she's like burning up with a fever um, she's warning them you've got to go you know uh, Bo's trying to unchain her but they're still taking pictures the whole time I thought that was pretty gross too what was your reaction to watching them like take pictures of her that close like wasn't she like half naked like what was she wearing I don't even remember uh, I don't know I just assumed that it was like the but it, beige celebrity clothes that around maybe some skims yeah I just thought it was like you know, pretty bold and gross. I'm just taking so many pictures. So Some close. sort of negligee, maybe. Settle down with your Davis boner over there. Um, it was just pajamas, just beige pajamas. Yeah, I thought she was like a little scantily, like, because she was like sweating and like gross and they had to show her like turn into what we're eventually going to see, which is the wolf. Um, so what were you thinking as she was going through this? At what point did you know she was like a wolf? Not until she started, like, fully turning into one. So, like, 
as she was like chained, I'm like, you know, kind of thinking they probably are like, you know, doing this for their protection. And she even says like, you have to get away from me, run away. And then when you see the moon, it's like kind of full circle. And then in your head, like it kind of, you check back to like, oh, it's Czechoslovakia or whatever. So I'm sure that's like a thing or the Czech Republic. I don't know what they are officially now. Um, So we flashback, we see that she got bit by a werewolf. She turns into a werewolf. Um, the other dudes are still taking a pic. So if you know you were going to get pics for taking a picture of the werewolf, when do you bail? At what point do you stop taking pictures? Before the last two. Um, not as soon as she started turning, I'd, I'd be gone. Honestly, I would have been gone after that first picture. Like after she's already like with a her full... still chained up with her. Still yeah, yeah. Up, I would take a few pictures. Taking a picture. Thirty thousand is good. Thirty thousand is good. I will just um, screw over another celebrity you know, in a couple months. I think I could live off 30,000 for a couple months. It's like, obviously this is just meant to point out the absurdity of paparazzi, but like, as she's a wolf getting ready to attack them, one of them is just like, just a couple more. I think it was Whitey. I think that's the one that was eaten first. I think the larger one was Duke. He's trying to get under the fence. Did you notice when he was stuck under the fence and the other guy was trying to grab his camera, like he wouldn't like let go of his camera even then? Absolutely. And I feel like if I was getting eaten by a wolf, like I definitely want somebody to like take the footage somewhere. No, you know that. what I mean? Fuck them. So uh, that's their art, man. They get on a bike and bail. Um, there's like a car horn. It looks like he, it hits them. Like there's some Mexican dude. The wolf attacks the Mexican dude. Wolf's in chase. Um, they show a shot of the diner. The between, cops- between the falling off the bike and the diner. The wolf could have freaking got them. Oh, for sure. They run into the diner. They start blocking up the diner. They tell him to call for help. Call for fucking help. What did you think of Bo reaching for the gun? Stupid. I think reaching for a gun is always like you're gonna get shot mode, right? Not like yeah, like I would have maybe run to the kitchen to like get a knife or something to arm myself. Yeah, or just like tried to like hide behind the cop and just be like, I guess you're going to find out kind of thing. But she ends up starting, he ends up starting to cuff Bo, the wolf. Yeah, see, that's exactly what would happen. And then you're just, then you'd be cuffed. And you're and like double fuck. Duck. Looked like she only had one cuff on, I think. Like, I don't yeah. think she got fully cuffed. Um, so then interrupted. The wolf was in the diner. It ate her friend. It ate the cop. Uh, Bo grabbed the gun and shot the wolf. No, this is the kind of friend you were expecting yourself to be who hands over his camera. Yeah, see, there we go. He gives the dying Hector gives her the camera. Um, Maisie Day, naked on the floor, says, kill me, please. Um, I guess good move by her and that she gives her the gun to shoot herself so that like she can get away. Cause like if she shot her, you know, Nobody's going to believe her that she was a wolf, but I guess maybe the pictures, but who knows? Um, What did you think of the ending? I think she just wasn't a murderer. Oh, okay. Well, it's like, if if she shot her in the camera footage, doesn't clear her, she's fucked though. But we're like, at least that way, because she's like a human now. I mean, obviously there's some evidence that there is a freaking werewolf, but also there would be no evidence that she shot her. 
we need to ask your mom like legally what the legal ramifications of shooting a live wolf is are yeah no like she could have done it she just did it i don't think she was a murderer i think it was kind of like where she draws that moral line so what did you think think she was the most moral of them all or had the most morals or you know the more morals than nathan ethical Yeah, she was definitely the most ethical of the photographers. She was, she was sure. chained. There was nothing she could do about the f- people photographing her. And she was more worried about freeing her, thinking something fucked up was going on, um, than, she was wor- like, than she was about getting photos. No one did else. You, did you feel bad for Maisie Day at all? At first, I, I thought someone kidnapped her too. I thought she went to that director to be like, I need to hide out here. I'm a murderer. And then they were like, you know, she's not going to go to the cops because then the cops will be like, oh, why'd you go to him in the first place? So I thought he had like his little, you know, slave, but oh, I was wrong. She was a werewolf. Classic bait and switch slave for yeah, werewolf. tricked me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Prestige-ish media podcast you can find our podcast on instagram at prestigious media you can find us on x at prestige underscore ish this episode has been hosted by myself craig lake with my co-host jessica z you can find me on real real batman on both and my co-host jessica z at jobless dog mom on instagram thank you so much for joining us for this episode and we look forward to you listening to another one soon You know the Red Robin, like the theme? Burgers? No, it's like Red Robin. Dumb. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) Of course I do.